Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Menopause Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Council, your host for this podcast, and we are in the summer season. That's right. I'm taking a little bit of a break over the end of 2022, beginning of 2023 from recording new episodes. But what I thought I'd do, rather than leave you with nothing to listen to over this break, I thought I would share with you some of my favorite episodes from guests that I've had in the past. Now, I realized a few weeks ago that I have recorded over a hundred episodes and in that time I have spoken to some absolutely fantastic women, hearing their stories, learning about what they're, they're doing and just simply having a really great chat with them. So I thought you might enjoy listening to some of them too. And particularly if you're a new listener to the podcast, you probably haven't heard some of these. Now, you will notice that I refer to the podcast as the Wise Women's Conversations podcast, because that's what it used to be called before. But it's the same podcast. All I did was change its name. So please listen to this episode, enjoy it, and let me know what you think. Or why not join me over in the Menopause Conversations Facebook group where we have more conversations and where you'll find more podcast recordings over there to have a listen to as well. So have a great break. I'll be back recording live episodes, new live episodes in 2023. But enjoy some of my favorites in the meantime. Bye for now. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations. Now this episode is going to be a fun one because this week I'm chatting with Bron Roberts and she is a laughter leader. She's all about having fun. She practices laughter yoga, she teaches others how to do laughter yoga but Honestly, this was so much fun having this um, conversation. Not too sure it was a conversation, but Bron just really lit up the entire episode. Now, she also shared a few laughter exercises because who doesn't need a bit more laughter in their life? And I think for many of us, sometimes we can get particularly with what's been happening here in 2020, what's been happening in the world we can feel a bit heavy. So laughter will actually help to lighten that all up. So there's a few exercises in there just to help to lighten that energy. And Bron also shares the years when she lost her laughter, when she was going through some really, really tough times and how she managed to get her laughter back. And she even shares a quite an amusing story about how she managed to get an upgrade on a flight simply by being her fun self. And you will see all the way through this entire episode that Bron is just so full of light and laughter. And even when she shares the tough times in her life, she can find the laughter in that. And that's not saying that she's you know, dismissing what's happening. She's finding the joy. There's always joy in everything. And she knows that if she can bring some joy into her life, it makes things a lot easier for her. Now, I guarantee by the end of this episode that you will be at least smiling if you're not laughing because that's what Bron does. She's so good at it, just being herself. She doesn't need to do anything else. She calls herself the crazy lady and that's actually how she got the upgrade um, when she was 
flying somewhere. She just became a crazy lady. And she's quite happy to be called the crazy lady. So have a listen to this episode and let me know how what you think. Did she make you laugh? I'll be back at the end of the episode and I'll have a bit more of a chat with you. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations. And this is going to be a fun one, I am sure. So I've got Bron with me today. So Bron, welcome to Wise Women's Conversation podcast. This is going to be so much fun, isn't it? Uh, I hope so. That's, that's the plan, Angela. Bit of fun. Well, can you share with our audience who Bron is, what she does and how she got to be doing what she's doing today? Okay, so Bron, a little bit of a crazy woman, some would tell you. Um, I am a laughter leader. I teach people how to build skills um, for resilience. And who am I? Well, that's basically what I do. That's basically who I am. I look for the fun in every day and I help other people find the fun as well because to me that's what life is about and one of my more recent things I like to call it the one percent we all have difficult days and what I help people do is be able to have little tiny moments of fun and joy in even the most difficult of situations because that's how we cope that's how we build resilience and that's how we get through so as we're recording this obviously it hasn't been a real fun time for the last few months. And um, when we're recording this now in Australia, Victoria or Melbourne is in a complete lockdown. People can't go even go out of their houses at night time or can't go out for longer than an hour. So you would say that 2020 hasn't been the funnest of year, but have you been having fun? Look, I have. I will admit, I do travel a lot for work, so I do miss that. Uh, but I have been having fun because I've been looking for fun, because I've been actively trying to find the fun in the everyday. When I go out for my walk, I look for the rainbows and the teddy bears and the garbage bins that have been dressed up. And I stop and have chats with random people at a distance. I'm behind my mask, I will admit. Oh, has anyone else noticed when you've got your mask on, you can't hear? That's one oh, of well, I'll be honest, I don't wear one. So. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> don't you know, go out I'm, much either. <laughs> and I've made some really fun masks. They've got sloths on them and llamas on them and they're just lots of fun. And it's about, yeah, times are tough and things are difficult, but we do have to actively look for the joy in our day because human biology actually feeds on joy. Joy will actually make you healthier. It will make you help you cope better and it's actually a really important skill to have and i was going to ask you do you have fun masks and obviously you do i could go and get them but they're way over there that's fine (laughs) people will have to follow you on social media to see your masks won't they oh yes (laughs) especially my llama ones my my husband just spent all the no drama llama masks Oh, so how does your husband live with you? Is he as fun as you or does he think you're crazy? No, look, he does think I'm crazy, but I think he's crazy too. We just have a lot of fun. My husband comes from a family um, that are very quick-wished, so he'll he'll often, you know, just come back with a really, I'll be having a really difficult time. Um, 
I might have mentioned to you, I had a bit of a bike accident a little while ago mm. and uh, I was struggling with my words a little bit, probably still am, so I will apologise for that. But I was trying to say something and the word rainbow came out of my mouth and he just went around the house with all these stories about rainbows. <laughs> and I was in quite a lot of pain and I couldn't stop laughing and I just had to say, please don't make me laugh because everything hurts. But, uh, yeah, look, he's right into it because he is actually a designer and he knows that we can't be creative if we can't find the joy. If we get really, if he gets really stressed, he knows that he can't, um, he can't. Yeah, his creativity creativity levels drop. Mm. So he knows the importance of the joy, and the fun. And he knows I like to travel. And he goes, "Keep doing what you do because you get to travel, and that's <laughs> So tell me, have you always been this fun loving? No. What was life? What was life before you found fun? Oh, look. <laughs> I won't go back too far. I spent 12 years as the primary carer for my mother. She had uh, a mental illness and she just traversed through depression and into dementia and it was really very difficult and I completely lost the laughter and the joy until something really terrible happened and I just started laughing. And everyone looked at me and went, what are you doing? This is not, your mother's just had a terrible, she'd had a fall, mm. she'd hit her chin, broken all her dentures. What we didn't know, she'd shifted the cataracts of her eyes, so she thought she was blind. She'd broken her wrist and she'd done a few other things. And um, she wasn't well to start with, so it was like everything just piling up on each other. And I was just sitting in the hospital and I just started laughing. And people said, what are you doing? This is really serious. And I thought suddenly I just actually feel like I can deal with this. Mm. I just, because yes, I used to, um, I used to have a lot of laugh in my, laughter in my life. My first job and where I actually started with the laughter when I was 17, about 40 years ago, oh my God, <laughs> even more than that, um, uh, I actually learned about laughter there. Then when I was looking after my mother, I forgot about it. So I wasn't. I was actually very, if you, if you saw a photo of me, you just go, oh, my goodness, you, that's the laughter lady. You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, from that moment on, I suddenly realised I've got to bring the laughter back. So, yeah, there was a whole portion of about seven years where I just didn't laugh because I was trying to bring up kids. I was working part-time. I was primary carer for my mother. No one loved me, you know. <laughs> But isn't this is really common, isn't it? You know, women in particular, I think probably women more than men, in that they take all this stuff on. You know, they become mothers, they're partners, they look after their you know, ageing parents, they have jobs, they run businesses, and it kind of sucks the life and the joy out of us. And this is one of the reasons why I believe a lot of women, when they get to this stage of life, experience such a, a struggle and a tough time because there's no joy left in their life and it's like, oh, my God, this is just one more thing. Mm. Why am I a woman? I wish I wasn't a woman. And I've heard this. I hated my periods. Now I hate menopause. I wish I wasn't a woman. Because we've lost all of that joy. We've lost all of that connection. And I know just before we came on recording, you said, well, I missed out on menopause. And the thing is, you actually didn't miss out on menopause. You actually had a normal menopause in that your period stopped. And that's all that happened. Yep. And I believe your, your joy of life plays a really big role in the way you experience menopause compared to the way a lot of women experience menopause. Yeah, look, maybe I did. Maybe, maybe I did experience, but I was so busy doing other things 
that I actually missed it. Plus, I um, people talk about hot flushes, and I think, well, ever since I was a kid, I would wake up in the middle of the night just soaked, mm. just absolute. And I was just so used to that. So maybe I had hot flushes and I just went, oh, God, it's that thing I had when I was a kid and that's really annoying. And I just completely, completely missed it. And when you're talking about, you know, taking everything on, I remember going to a coffee shop once and I'm standing like the first person there to be served and the woman asked the person behind me. Oh, yes. (laughs) And you're going to go, hey, I'm here. I just stood there and went, am I invisible? <laughs> Have I completely, like, disappeared? And my husband often jokes, oh, darling, you've reached the age when you're invisible. No one can see you anymore. And I just go, shut up. I'm going to wear more colour. I'm going to be louder. I'm going to be brighter so people can't help but see me. Because, yeah, we can't. We do. As we get older, you're just that, oh, you know, you're just the old person. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and that, yeah, that's true too. And I've had the same thing where someone else has been served and I'm kind of going, hang on a minute. What about me? I was here first. And you know, that, that what about me song comes to mind quite often, you know, hand up the little boy go, what about me? Yeah. It isn't fair. Do you want me to, I'll sing it. No. (laughs) You go on, sing it. Go ahead. Knew this is going to be a fun podcast. (laughs) So you came through this time with your mum and then you started laughing, but you're, you're actually trained in um, laughter yoga. Is that correct? So yeah, it is. What, what, I've heard of the term laughter yoga before. What is laughter yoga? Basically, and I hate to use the word because, you know, it's an exercise program, but don't <laughs> tell anybody about the exercise bit. Basically, we get together, we do different exercises, a bit like theatre sports, a bit like follow the leader, a bit like let's do a bit of a squat, and, uh, and we just practice our laughter as we go. And it really is that simple. And it sounds a bit weird. And I will be honest. When my, when my mother passed away, one of the first things I noticed was this laughter workshop at the CAE and I went along and it looked, it was fun, but I didn't like it. <laughs> but I came away feeling really good. There was just something about it. I just went, nah, that's so not me. But I felt really good about it. And um, so I started to do a few of the exercises and I dragged out an old tape, Tony Wilson on, I don't know if you remember the show, Race Around the World. They oh, gave, yeah, yeah. yeah, they gave people super eight cameras. How old are we? Super eight cameras and they sent them off with a one-way ticket around the world and every couple of days they had to do a, a three-minute video. And Tony Wilson did one on the Compassionate Laughing Clubs of India and I was at the hospital with my mother when that went to air. And my gorgeous husband videotaped it. So I still had the videotape. I know young people are going, what's a videotape? But uh, I still had the videotape. What's a super eight camera? <laughs> What's a super eight camera? What's a one-way ticket? And um, so I played the tape and it only had three or four exercises on it and I just kept doing them. Then I went to this CAE thing and I learned a few more exercises and that was a bit fun. And then I was trying to research it. I couldn't. I'm walking down the street um, in, in Melbourne, down the main street, and there's this guy walking towards me and I'm looking at him going, that looks like the Indian guy on the Tony Wilson tape. That's really weird. So I approached him and I spoke to him and it actually was Madan Kataria, the founder of Laughter Yoga. And he was in Melbourne running a workshop. He said, oh, come along. Just, what's the cost? I don't know, just come. So I spent a day learning how to be a laughter leader 
and she came away as a certified laughter leader as a day and I just took it from there just continued I, I went away for week-long retreats and did retraining and uh, trained up to be able to train other people it's not a difficult program but basically it's just practicing your laughter okay so we've got to do this how do you laugh very simple Does, doesn't it seem fake first one I went I went oh this is really freaky this is really <laughs> really so bad um uh but look, you do, you just take, put a smile on your face. Let me see your smile. It's on. It's, on it. it's gorgeous. And we need to smile more. Did you know no one teaches babies to smile? They no, because they do, do, don't they copy? No. They smile innately. It's, we are oh, okay. actually born to smile because it's a smile that connects us to other people. Mm-hmm. And it's a smile that calms our system down, thins our blood, improves our circulation and feeds our brain. So a smile is actually an innate skill and then we learn to actually attach it to something. So that comes later. So we start with our smile and laughter yoga. We take a big breath in and we're going to do a little, uh, a little breath out. It's called uh, sexy breath. Oh, sexy breath. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. Now, if you're offended by that, there is a second one. So I'll run you through that for anyone who's offended. But what we're going to do, we're going to breathe in, hands up. And then in the sexiest way possible, we're going to breathe out. Usually we're doing this standing, so we look fabulous, but we're just going <laughs> to... Have you got it? Just big... <sighs> That's it. Now, for anyone who didn't want to do sexy breath, we do have drama breath, okay? You know, not everyone going, oh, I'm not doing sexy. That's a bit weird. So we breathe in drama. And then in the most dramatic way possible, we breathe out. <sighs> And quite often people say to me, Broman, I think they look the same. <laughs> and I go, you know what, I have a background in psychology and that's what life's about. Sometimes the way you see something is not the way someone mm-hmm. else sees it. So we have to say, well, my way, that's how I see it, but that might, look, they, they're allowed to their own opinion. They're allowed to have that. So we're going to do that. We're going to do sexy or drama. It's up to you. A big breath in. I smile first. And gorgeous. That's the thing. Amy Cuddy was right. Shoulders back, head up. Build your confidence. Be gorgeous. Breathe in. Sexy or drama. One. <gasps> oh, now we need to do that more in public. <laughs> you want, if you want people to move away from right, you, okay. <laughs> just do that. They will go, oh, no, what is that? And they'll move back. So and we don't then, need masks if we do this and we go out in public. Oh, don't do it in your mask. I would admit, I I bought a face shield so I can breathe while I'm out if no one's around. But I do do that while I'm out, you know. Might cheer somebody up. Might give someone something to talk about later. Oh, that's right. You never know. This strange woman I saw down the street. Give them some conversation starters. And then we just add a little bit of love to it. So we're going to breathe in again. And we're just going to giggle it out gently. laughing at you. Uh, <laughs> when I first did that, I went, this is ridiculous because I'm going, ha, 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 ha. Now, if you do that, you're actually going to, it's not good. It's going to make you feel a bit grumpy. You need to actually just gently let the laughter flow. And once again, babies aren't taught to laugh. It's an innate skill. And it's because it has all the benefits of connecting us with others. Babies need to be cared for. So they need things that are going to help them connect mm with others automatically and they need to learn more in the first two years of their life than they're going to learn in the rest of their life regardless of what they do and people look at me and say oh that's not true and I go I don't know learn to sit up 
and walk, eat on your own eat walk and yep. walk and talk and understand language and understand people's facial expressions i actually studied develop de i can't even say it developmental psychology and what my thing is is to bring back the skills that babies do innately because mm -hmm. as we grow up as we age those things become um we need something else we don't yeah do and that's in physical therapy as well you know because a lot of a lot of babies don't get their primitive movements either because we're using things like strollers we're using bounces so and the, and this is something i had to relearn is because i was having lots of issues um structurally with my hips and everything i had to go back and relearn some primitive movements how to roll over because i couldn't just roll uh, you know, I used to lift myself up to roll and do that in bed. It's like, but I had to learn how to do that. I had to learn how to do the cross crawl patterning because I wasn't cross crawling. And all these primitive movements that these days with the, a lot of the aids that we have as mums, and I know I use them as well, babies are missing out on some of that primitive programming. Mm, mm. But that's the thing that actually builds our resilience. It mm. actually makes, makes us who we are. And so my thing is to actually go back and that's what the laughter yoga does. It actually takes us back to some of those more play-like things. Um, so laughter yoga is a lot about play, about um, developing scenarios and just, um, just playing with them. And, and contagious, it, isn't it? Laughter is contagious, isn't it? It is. Because I've just been laughing at you. Yeah, look, and... All the all the human all the human behaviours that are actually good for us are contagious. Now, I'm not talking viruses and all that sort of <laughs> but laughing and yawning and if if you are in a bad mood and you walk into a room and all your friends are laughing, do you mm. stay in your bad mood or do you no, actually start to you start lips. to laugh at them? Yeah, you always lift to the highest vibration, don't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you do. And and that's just how the human body's set up. And then as I keep saying, we we taught to actually to dampen that, to actually stop doing it. And laughter yoga is about bringing those simple things simple things back so yeah we just do a whole lot of gentle exercise but don't tell anybody because i don't want them to know that they're actually working out and we, <laughs> and we do some um and, and we add some laughter to it yeah and so obviously you run classes have you seen changes not i mean obviously there's changes in people's moods but do you see the physical changes that happens like people's health improves when they're actually in a more joyful place as opposed to being in the drama yeah, they do. And, and um, being joyful actually encourages us to do more things. So there's, look, there's a, a bit of research on the benefits of laughter. It thins your blood, it improves your circulation, it alters the linings of the arteries around your heart. But I don't actually, I, I'm not going to promote all of that in my groups. What I want people to do is to find things for themselves. So most recently, um, I had a girl, she's been coming to one of my community groups for about eight weeks and she's very shy and, you know, she's just, oh, the only way to describe it, she's a very small person. She's trying mm -hmm. to take up as little space on earth as she can. I like to be big. She's very tiny. And she was on Zoom because we're meeting on Zoom now. And she was on Zoom on Saturday and she asked if she could speak to me after the session. I said, yeah, sure, what's going on? She said, oh, I was doing something in the supermarket and I reached for something, I got too close to someone and, and then I sort of pulled back and then they got too close to me and I said, oh, please don't come too close to me. And they said, oh, don't speak to me like that. And normally I would say, oh, sorry, and I'd sort of run away. And she said, she said no, don't you speak to me like that. And, and I said, 
sorry, what's going on here? And she said, I just said to him, no, please don't speak to that. And she said, and then I was really naughty. I said to that person, my counsellor said that I'm allowed to tell people they have to be a little further away from me. And she said, and I just felt so big. Mm. And I just smiled as I walked away going, oh, oh, look at that. I just did that. And I thought it was such a tiny thing, but it was such a big a big thing for yeah. her. And then yeah. we see other people who say, oh, no, I hate exercise, I hate going out for walks. And I'll say, well, do the 1%, walk to the mailbox and then walk to the end of the block and then maybe walk around the block and just add a little bit. But do it with joy. Mm. Just go, I'm just going to have a bit of laughter, I'm just going to go for a bit of walk, get a few things done. You know, if we can find the joy, we're actually more willing to actually try things. That's right, because you're going out looking for more fun, stuff. aren't you? And, you know, when you go out, it's not exercise because I don't like the word exercise either, so I call it movement. So let's just move. Yeah, let's just And move. if we can move with fun, well, why not? If we can, you know, go down the road and find a park and play in the park and swing on a swing or something like that, that's all movement. Yeah, or not here. Don't, yeah, don't play. Yeah. And I say to people, don't go for a walk. Just go out and find three rainbows. <laughs> and don't come home to you find three rainbows. And I post, uh, I post on my, my um, Facebook page what I call my daily medication. And people go, it's not medita- medication, Bronwyn, it's meditation. I go, no, medication is something you feel better. So it's my daily medication. But I have to walk 5,000 steps and then I'm allowed to look for something to photograph. Mm-hmm. And that photograph is my daily meditation, my daily medication, and then I can come home. But I'm not going out for a 10,000 step walk. I'm actually just walking. My rule is 5,000 steps before. Yeah, I can you're just find walking to take a photo. Yeah, and it's just how we it's just how we um, we frame things. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that we can do. But yeah, look, there's a lot of stories about people who go, oh, I really love the laughter group. You know, we have uh, a couple of teachers who just go, oh my god, it's my Saturday saviour. <laughs> you know, I come in here, I can be silly, I can whinge about this, and I can talk about that, and then we can have a bit of laughter and a bit of fun and be silly, and we throw tantrums. Oh, do you? <laughs> Little baby tantrums. <laughs> get all the energy out. Yeah, get the energy out. And then we throw a happy tantrum. We try to high-five each other. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, look, there are a lot of benefits, um, but I leave it up to the individual as to how they find those yeah. benefits. If it makes them feel better, if it helps them cope with something that's going on in their life, that's beautiful. That's what I want to hear. It's always, it's, in some way, it's always going to make you feel better, isn't it? It is. Because how could you not feel better if you're laughing? Yeah, and, and you're doing it with other people. So um, laughter yoga promotes a lot of laugh on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, just have your five minutes of laughter and stuff at home. And that's fine if you're used to it. But I, even me, I'll turn on the radio or I'll look for a podcast or something that's going to make me laugh or I'll have a conversation with somebody to make me laugh because laughing with other people or feeling like you're laughing with other people Actually, gives you that connection, it, it doesn't just it? Gives you that connection and that that feeling, yeah. <sighs> I could talk, I could laugh with you all day. You are so much fun. You are. Oh, I really? mean, even just sitting there looking at you, you've got the colour. You know, I got a little bit of colour, not much. I'm not. I don't wear a lot of colour. But you know, just about you, everything about you is colourful, and just you look colourful. You look bright. You can actually see the joy in your face all of the time. Oh, thank you. Because, yeah, when I was caring for my mother, you didn't. <laughs> I was not a happy person. It was a difficult time till I found my joy again. Actually, can I just ask you just about that? Because my husband um, 
he, he well, he's just about over, but he had cancer. And in the, when it was all first diagnosed and he was in hospital and he ended up having lots of complications. So he's in hospital for nearly two months. And about halfway through that, before that, I was really in the drama of it, like very much about the drama of what's going on. He's got cancer or, or the operations aren't working. Yeah. And then one day I just went, and for me it wasn't joy, but it was just, I just need to be grateful every single day that everybody is still here. And I kind of stepped out of the drama, but other people couldn't cope with me not being in the drama because all of a sudden I'm going, okay, well now I've just got to look at this in a different light. I've got to show gratitude that I'm okay. My kids are okay. He's in hospital. He's being cared for. And I don't want to be in drama anymore, but everyone around me, family and everyone kind of, they're kind of going, well, don't you care? And it's not that I didn't care. I just didn't want to be in the drama of it anymore. So did you find the same thing when you kind of started laughing and everyone's going, don't you care? Yeah, this is really serious. And I went, you're not doing it. You're not me and you're not doing it. And, yeah, sometimes people ask, they're not ready to make that shift yet. Mm. So if you make that shift, that's, like, quite frightening to them. Yeah, because you're going against Um, the society norms. Yeah, well, you're going against their norms. Yeah. Yeah. And But you have got to the point where you can begin to move and that's what I discovered because when my mother um, was diagnosed and was a very (laughs) lasted 12 years it was a very aggressive dementia that she had I want to know how that works Um, but it's all the confusion of you don't know what's going on and everything's new and you don't know how to cope with it and you haven't you you haven't had it before And your brain looks for the first thing the brain does when we go into um, when we face problems is it looks for how we dealt with something similar before. And if you've never dealt with something similar before, your brain goes, I don't know what to do. I can't Mm. cope. And it it builds up that stress level because it's got no previous understanding to call on. And so everything's new and everything's happening. And then things start to repeat. And your brain goes, oh, I think I know what I'm doing now. And that's when we start to find our joy and to find the gratitude and to actually bring ourselves back down again. But other people aren't taking your same journey. And if they're still in that really stressed thing, you actually finding your joy is quite offensive. Mm. How dare you? So I would be sitting in a hospital with my mother and, and we would, you know, we got to the point where we would just laugh about everything. It didn't matter what, what was going on. We would just find the joy or, you know, <laughs> she'd have a walking stick and I'd go, can you put the weapon down, love? And people would go, you can't speak to her, she needs a walking stick. I'd go, it's not a walking stick. If you annoy her, she'll hit you with it. It's a weapon. And uh, even strangers would go, but you're not taking her seriously. And I'd say, but I am taking her seriously, but I'm doing it with joy. Mm-hmm. I can still take something serious but actually look after myself by finding the joy. Because if you don't find the joy, you can't care for yourself. And do you think, and maybe this is going way off down. Oh, hang on. I've got another computer. I can look it up. (laughs) Do you think part of this is because we, as our society, don't know how to really deal with death? And when we have people who are ill, we kind of go to the worst case that it's death, but there's actually, we lose the fact that there's still life there and we still have a life. 
look, I I haven't finished my psychology degree. Can you give me seven weeks? My final oh. exam is in seven weeks. No, oh, I'm just I, testing you in advance. Look, yes, other cultures deal with death a lot better than we do. And uh, oh, a little story. Um, I was on uh, travelling in Bhutan, um, my favourite country. Sorry, all the other world. And um, we were talking about they have sky burials mm-hmm. and... Um, I won't go into the details. You can look that up or I can talk. It's a bit gruesome. But um, everyone on the bus is going, oh, my God, don't talk. Oh, God, that's horrible. And I'm going, tell me more. And they're going, are you a freak or something? And it's just, it's just a fact. Death is a fact of life. And you've mentioned something I haven't heard about and I want to know about it. But then to the, we had a long conversation about this. And to those other people, if they're with somebody who is terminally ill, it's, it's that existential thing. Oh, my God, that could happen to me. Mm. I don't know how to deal with it. And sometimes when people go, oh, I can't deal with death, I think, yeah, you're not being fair because that person's on a journey. But or really your brain is actually going, but what about my... Ex- yeah, it's what about me? I'm going to get what about left me? behind. Yes. And well, not only I'm, I'm being left behind, it's gonna, this is going to make a whole lot of changes for me. And what if it was me that was dying? And I'm, I'm very big on like the respect this is not about me this is actually and and maybe you don't want to be there either and i'm the one who will come in you know and we had a a gorgeous lady called uh xena in our group and 93 years old she decided to change a light bulb (laughs) the ladder not good so um so Zuna had quite a, a long time before she passed away and I would actually go in and the nurses said oh my goodness thank goodness you're here because everyone else would come in her family and they would be all tearful and you know Zena's going to die and it's already sad and I would come in and go have you been annoying the nurses today <laughs> and we would just joke and have fun and so I wanted her to enjoy what her, the life she had left and then it seemed that some other people wanted to um to feel sad about the life that she was about to lose. And mm. I thought, yeah, it's just how we view things. It's, that's a massive big difference, what you just said then. Enjoy the life that you have left as opposed to hold on to what you, you, what you the life you're going to you lose. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that, and that's, that's a really big thing. And even not even if we're talking about death, let's talk about health and women as they're going through this stage of life. A lot of them are they say there's a sense of loss. I've lost, you know, I lost my fertility. I've lost my role as a, a, as a mother because my children are growing up. So rather than get caught up in what you're losing, this is the time now to actually see what you've got. You've actually yep. got the chance to step into who you truly want to be and to be the crazy lady that goes down the street and with her funny masks on and, you know, does her laughter things and all of that you've got that opportunity now when you may not have had that before because you were too busy doing everything for everybody else so it's the same thing isn't it? it's like let's enjoy what you've got you are here it's a privilege for women in our society in our generation to be able to go through menopause yeah if you go back two or three generations women did not live this long no so we have a privilege in the fact that we're halfway there. We've still got another 30, 40, 50 years to go. We might as well enjoy it instead of thinking that this is the worst thing that ever happened to us. Yeah, look, and I had a friend and that's what she said. She said, oh, my goodness, I'm losing my fertility. All this is happening. And I'm going, darling, do you want more children? Do you want to have more kids at your age? And she went, no. And I went, then embrace it. I went, that's you right. don't have to pack all that stuff when we travel. 
We can go swimming whenever we want. We're saving money at the supermarket. And mine, you know, I say I didn't go through menopause. Maybe I missed it. But mine was all a timing thing because I was locked down with kids and I was locked down with caring and it all sort of timed perfectly. Mm -hmm. And then I went through menopause. And then I sort of got no one to care for. The kids are off doing their own things. Mum's passed away. That's that's what people do when you care for them and they're old. It's so wrong. And I suddenly I've just got all this... For a little while, I actually looked around and it actually made me quite sad because I looked around and said, all oh, my purpose is gone. My purpose was in looking for my looking after my mother, looking after my kids, running my house. I had a part-time job. That was all my purpose. And suddenly it was all gone. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment of, I have lost everything. And I wonder sometimes if that's what menopause is about. It's a timing thing. It is. Because it other is. things are starting to fall away. Fall apart. Well. Yeah. And that's a big thing. It's, the, the hormones kind of all happen, but yeah, it is it. And astrologically, it's a timing thing too. Yeah. At 54, there's a really big shift in our astrological charts yeah. where we kind of yeah release everything that we've been holding on to or we bring up the wounds that we've no longer healed. Yep. And we're taught to do that. Mm-hmm. We are so taught to, you know, to, to actually look back and, and look at all the problems. And I'm very big about looking forward. So, yeah, I embraced it. I just went, you know, there is so much stuff I no longer have to worry about. And part of that, you know, so, okay, I've put on a bit of weight and maybe I'm not as fit as I should be and maybe I need to do 100 other things. But, but you fun. I'm having fun and it just gave me the opportunity to just go out there and do it. And I reached an age where, look, if I am going to be invisible at the shop, as I said earlier, I'm going to be big. They're either <laughs> going to see me or I'm going to be that crazy woman who's invisible. And I've reached the age of, I don't care. I really don't care. You know, I went to this retreat in Fiji earlier in the year. And coming back, I was just, oh, I don't want to leave. I'm leaving everybody. The, you know, the beautiful women that were there, we had a fabulous week and I'm standing at the airport with some of the women and I had to go and check. I wanted to check my ticket. And the guy said, oh, it's on your phone. And I said, my phone's really old like me, darling. I can't do it. And so he said, oh, look, I'll check you in. So he's doing it for me. And then I thought, just be big and ask. And I went, while you're checking me in, can you upgrade me, please? <laughs> and he just, what? why would you do that? And I said, because I'm old and loud and really annoying and you want me up the front of the plane. And he just went, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to try that. <laughs> There, there's a there's a biggest tip that <laughs> that Bron shared the entire entire episode: how to get upgraded. So you're oh, old and crazy old and annoying. Just do it. <laughs> Look, if and if he'd said no, I hadn't lost anything. But I just find the plane. I don't. I'm not. You know. I'm I'm just happy to be the crazy woman now. Sorry. And with the laughter yoga. There we go. <laughs> okay. So just before we finish. Oh, my goodness, really? Yeah, we've been going for ages. I know. You said you were really nervous. You would never have known. I didn't even think we started. I thought we were just chatting and I'm going, I've got all my notes here. I won't even look at them. (laughs) Where can people find more about what you do, where they can laugh with you? Well, okay, so my weirdo website is called letslaugh.com.au. It's got my photo. So you can't kind of miss me. Except for um, those who are listening on a podcast, but that's okay. What was that? Oh, yeah, listening <laughs> on a podcast. You can't see me. Just look, you just go, that woman looks crazy. That has so good. <laughs> she looks crazy. Yeah. So it's letslaugh.com.au. Um, and yeah, just contact me. I run um, free community programs, not a community club. 16 years last weekend. 
16 years of Saturdays. Oh my Lord, I need a holiday. Um, and, and then I run other programs for community groups for a social enterprise and crazy woman aside, I also teach mindfulness. So <laughs> the most joyous mindfulness on the planet. But yes, that's, that's where I am and um, I'm always up for a chat. So if anyone, you know, if anyone looks at my website and goes, oh, I want to know more about that, just ring me. Honestly, I'm stuck at home these days. I'm in Melbourne. Just call me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing else to do except just talk to everybody. No, just ring me up. We'll have a laugh. Um, probably won't get any information out of me, you know, because I'm a bit dippy, but that's all right. <laughs> so from one wise woman to another, what are your words of wisdom you want to share with our listeners? Very simple. Have more fun. Find the fun. Seek it out. And don't be shy. Just just get out there and do it. That's good. Yeah. <sighs> this has been so much fun. Oh, Ron, you are just such a light. And particularly in the times and you know, you're in Melbourne and but just what's going on, it's really great to have some lightness and some joy in your life. So that, you know, and I've really, I mean, you know that I've been sick for the last couple of days. I feel so much better having oh. sat here with you and just look, even just looking at you, your smile just takes up your entire face. Oh, does it? Oh, thank you. When you, when you smile, everything lights up. So there's no fake smiling with you. No. Oh God, don't you hate that? Hi. <laughs> so you can't even do that. You just try no. to fake smile. It doesn't work. No, I can't do it. But yeah, yeah. I just want to encourage people. Look, be appropriate, but you know, just just smile more and have more fun because kids do it because it is an innate mm. behaviour. It is built in. Then we learn not to do it. We need. Then we go to, to school it. and learn not to do it and not have. We fun. do. We're taught not to do it. We need to bring it back, and we need to have more fun because we're only here for a short time. And, uh, and we need to make the most of it. And to be honest, the more fun you are, the more fun other people have as well. That's right. And if we had more fun going on in this world, we probably wouldn't be in the position we're in right now. Oh, don't know. Don't know. You know? We should all be having more fun. Everyone. <laughs> we should just be having more fun just at a socially distanced distance. <laughs> yes. Socially distanced distance, however you say that. And or with, or with the alarma mask on. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank all of our listeners. I hope you had fun listening to, to Bron and learning more about how you can add fun and do some laughter. It's been so much fun. So thanks so much for your time. I can't believe how quickly it's gone, Angela. Thank you so much Bye. for inviting me. Bye. Bye. So what did you think of that? Honestly, isn't Bron so much fun? You can't help but laugh along with her. And, you know, even doing those exercises, you're able to, to laugh and just notice the difference in the energy. Now, if you want to find more about what Bron does, her website is www.letslaugh.com.au. So letslaugh.com.au. And she's also over on LinkedIn as Bron Roberts, so you can follow her over there as well.